Thank you for subscribing and listening to the CERT News Podcast. This episode of the podcast goes with the March issue of the CERT News that is located at www.unf.edu slash CERT slash newsletters. This is Deb Miller. I hope everyone was able to participate in Open Education Week, March 7th to 11th. OE Week celebrates the global open education movement and raises awareness about its impact on teaching and learning worldwide. If you weren't able to attend, check out the OE Week Resources LibGuide. UNF's OER initiative crossed the million dollar mark recently and we expect that to continue to grow. CERT's instructional design team is currently working with an academic department to develop UNF's first OER degree program. All of the coursework in the major will use OER. If your department is interested in exploring that option, please contact us. This issue of CERT News focuses on media and includes best practices for accessibility, Canvas Studio secrets, and using media-based discussion boards to engage students. You'll also find a set of recommendations for teaching synchronous online courses. CERT Associate Director David Wilson provides a summary of the results of a recent faculty survey seeking input on services and planned actions based on those survey results. Synchronous online courses, also known as Zoom courses, will soon be coded as live online on the course schedule. As part of a larger effort to better communicate to students and instructors, what UNF's various instructional methods mean. Live online courses are delivered completely online via web conferencing with regularly scheduled meeting times that comprise 50% or more of the direct instruction of the course. A new web page for students is being developed in enrollment services, and UNF Online will update its instructional delivery methods page. I will also take this opportunity to remind all instructors that term-based Fall 2016 Canvas course sites will be deleted in May in line with our Canvas course retention policy. This is Wendy Pogue, the Accessibility Coordinator, and in this edition of CERT News, I will be discussing the accessibility of narrated PowerPoint presentations. PowerPoint presentations have often been a staple in face-to-face classes, originally used to accompany the in-person lectures. With the move to online instruction, PowerPoints are often uploaded into Canvas courses. However, without the accompanying lectures, they are generally of less value to students. To ameliorate this problem, audio narrations are added as a supplement. Adding audio portions to existing PowerPoint presentations can cause unintended accessibility issues for students with hearing impairments. Accessible media recordings benefit all students, not just students with disabilities. More than 100 empirical studies document that captioning a video improves comprehension of, attention to, and memory for the video. Captions are particularly beneficial for people watching videos in their non-native language and for people who are deaf or hard of hearing. Fortunately, there are options available to make slide presentations more dynamic and accessible. Creating a narrated presentation in Canvas Studio is the recommended solution. Canvas Studio has a built-in screen recording tool that allows you to easily create a narrated presentation. Previously recorded narrated PowerPoints can be exported as a video and captions can be added. 
Here are the steps to export a narrated PowerPoint to a video. First, from the PowerPoint file menu, select Export. Then select Create a Video. After verifying the options, click the Create Video button. This export process will take a few minutes to render a video from the narrated presentation, depending on the length. PowerPoint displays a progress bar at the bottom center of the program window. When the export process is complete, the narrated presentation is now a video in MP4 format and ready for captions to be added. There are two captioning options for the newly created video. The first option is self-captioning using Canvas Studio. First step is to upload the media to your global Canvas Studio. Then click on the video and select the captions tab. Select the language spoken and request the auto-generated captions. Edit the captions for accuracy and then publish them to the video. You can view step-by-step -step instructions in the link provided in the CERT News article. The video can now be embedded anywhere in Canvas and the closed captions are part of the video. Closed captions can be turned on or off by the user. The second option is CERT captioning. In the link provided in the CERT News article, you can complete the caption transcription request form. After filling out the information on the form, the captions for your video will be provided by CERT and the turnaround time is two business days. CERT can provide one-on-one -on -one consultations for help with this process. You can schedule a meeting with me, Wendy Pogue, the Coordinator of Accessibility Training for in-depth information, or email me at wendy.pogue at unf.edu with your support questions. Greetings. This is Rob Rose, an instructional designer with the CERT team, and this is a tech tool review of media-based discussion tools. A frequent sentiment heard from instructors of online courses is a general sense of dissatisfaction with traditional discussion board activities. Many report that students are often reluctant to engage in meaningful discourse or how interactions tend towards superficiality and sound something like, Hello, Rob. I agree with your point and couldn't have said it better myself. This can leave instructors feeling frustrated and ready to abandon discussion boards as a learning tool altogether. However, the dynamic that discussion boards are intended to cultivate is a sense of social presence, where learners feel like they are engaged with other real people. Social presence can combat the sense of isolation that may exist for students in an online learning environment. In addition, social constructivist approaches like these where students make meaning through interactions with other people, have also been shown to support students' learning. Rather than abandoning the idea of online discussions altogether, perhaps consider revising the platform through which these discussions are taking place. Flipgrid and VoiceThread offer two alternatives to traditional discussion boards, where students can engage in video and audio conversations with one another. Flipgrid is a tool that can facilitate simple video discussions where students can post videos of themselves responding to an instructor's prompt. Like a traditional discussion board, Flipgrid uses threaded discussions where participants can respond in a video or text-based format to any of their classmates. 
Flipgrid feels and functions a lot like a social media messaging app. Students can add filters, frames, annotations, and several other effects before finalizing and submitting their video. They can produce lengthier edited videos or just record a simple video of themselves talking. The nice thing about Flipgrid is that it's relatively easy to use for both teachers and students. It can be fully integrated into Canvas, and it is available for use in all courses at UNF. VoiceThread is another tool that can provide a welcome alternative to traditional discussion boards. VoiceThread is a bit more robust tool than Flipgrid. With this platform, instructors can create a multimedia slideshow that allows participants to have asynchronous discussions on each slide of the presentation. For example, slide one might contain a video for students to watch and discuss. Slide two might have an infographic or photo that students must react to. And slide three consists of a traditional PowerPoint slide to generate discussion. Conversations can take the form of video, audio, or text-based responses based on the preference of each student. It's worth noting that many users report that it takes a little bit longer to learn how to use than Flipgrid. However, like Flipgrid, it can be fully integrated into Canvas. Currently, VoiceThread is only licensed for use at UNF in designated DL courses. So if you felt frustrated by the dynamics of discussion boards in your online courses, don't give up and abandon the practice altogether. Reach out to an instructional designer to get started integrating one of these dynamic tools into your courses today. You might also consider attending the CERT workshop on March 31st on cultivating deep learning using discussion boards. In this session, participants will learn about best practices for crafting discussion prompts that encourage more meaningful and thoughtful, constructive interaction in their virtual classroom. In addition, a workshop titled Flipping Discussions with Flipgrid will be offered on April 1st. This session will orient instructors to Flipgrid and discuss ways to enhance learning through the application. Best Practices Online, More Than Live Lecture for Synchronous Online Teaching by Kia Thomas, Instructional Designer. Almost two years ago, the global pandemic ushered in a major increase in the use of the synchronous online teaching modality, aka teaching a live class via Zoom. Remote teaching has impressed upon many instructors that effective delivery of synchronous online courses is much more than live lecturing via webcam. Across disciplines, faculty have creatively developed strategies and sought out evidence best practices to make the live online format work for students. Now it appears that this new online course modality is here to stay. Here are a few tips to help you create an effective synchronous online course experience. Set expectations for your course. What does an effectively designed synchronous online course look like? Students legitimately may not know, especially if their previous experiences consisted of little more than Zoom lecture. Therein lies a unique opportunity to faculty to raise the bar and set the tone for the semester. Consider reserving some time during your first day of class orientation to walk through a preview of a typical class session. Will each class consist solely of lecture? There are reasons why this approach is not recommended, which are outlined below. When will students have the opportunity to raise their hands, to ask questions, 
Is collaborative learning a major part of your in-class experience? Starting off the semester with a core set of expectations for how students will learn will prime them for their semester-long course experience. Creating a sense of classroom community. The virtual classroom is where you will help foster a sense of connection and community amongst your students. Some simple strategies to enhance that sense of community include encouraging students to turn on their cameras during class and or upload photos of themselves because no one wants to talk to a black box. Uploading your own professional virtual background and encourage students to do the same. Professors and students come together to learn rather than be distracted by the background. Incorporating accessibility into your virtual classroom space such that all students can equitably participate. Inviting small groups of students to visit during virtual office hours. Assist students in building connection and community through a little bit of mixing and mingling. Model how students can engage in class. One of instructors' top questions is how to foster student engagement in a virtual classroom setting. Fortunately, Zoom has many built-in tools to help promote in-class engagement, including polling, chat, breakout rooms, annotation tools, and whiteboarding. Rather than assuming that our students, many of them Gen Z digital natives, already know how to utilize these features, a live walkthrough can go a long way into modeling the behaviors you like to carry over throughout the semester. Live tweeting is a concept that many of your students are likely familiar with, engaging in a chat during a live stream of a show. Students can apply a similar concept while taking part in lecture, utilizing the chat function in Zoom, generating their own examples, sharing aha moments, or real-world applications of course material, acknowledge those comments, or even better, pose the exemplary questions posted in the chat back to the entire class to answer to encourage further engagement. Make use of effective pre-planning for each class session. It may be helpful to think of your class sessions as a timeline of events and activities. Boston College Center for Teaching Excellence utilizes a method of structuring synchronous online sessions into three time blocks. Pre-session, session timeline, post-session. The pre-session primes students for the content covered in the synchronous class session. Canvas announcements can be scheduled to post before class, prompting students to consider specific ideas, topics, theories, or questions to consider. From a student perspective, knowing what to expect gently nudges students in the right direction for how to prepare to participate in class. The session timeline is a plan for how you will use allotted class time. Although it may be tempting to try to cover everything in a long lecture, Consider that less may be more. Here are a few self-reflective questions to ask. What do you most want students to learn? Are there key topics or concepts that students struggle with most that they can benefit from being in session with their professor to facilitate greater understanding? Where do students' instructional materials leave off in connecting the material back to real-world applications and their future careers. 
how can you help bridge the gap? Answers to these self-reflective questions may provide direction in creating mini lectures and meaningful small group activities for students to work on in class. Post-session takes stock of key points, takeaways, and connections with readings, videos, or other assignments. These can be covered in a range of different ways, verbally at the end of each class session, using the chat or whiteboard functions, or a short end of class survey. Harness the power of the mini lecture. Many students find it a harder task to focus and concentrate on long Zoom lectures compared to the traditional face-to-face class lecture. With mini lectures, instructors can focus on a few core concepts and reserve the remaining class time to reinforce those concepts. How long should lectures be? Some suggest keeping lectures to 15 to 20 minutes, while other research posits that students' attention span is highly dependent on the richness of the content and instructors' level of passion for the subject matter, which may motivate and inspire students. In light of students' preference for shorter lectures in synchronous online courses, consider streamlining lectures in favor of peppering in more active learning activities to maximize learning. Incorporate a variety of active learning activities. What are some specific ideas that instructors can pull out of their toolkit to design meaningful activities that work well virtually? Angelo and Cross published a foundational text on classroom assessment techniques for college teachers, featuring over 50 different tried and true activities for which instructors design their lessons around. Here's a list of classroom assessment techniques to choose from to get your creative juices flowing. How can Zoom features work as a medium to facilitate active student learning? Here are a few more ideas. The whiteboard acts as a collaborative space where students can brainstorm or work through problems, writing or typing directly onto the screen in real time. The polling feature can also be used creatively as a way of checking for comprehension, choosing topics to present on, or spawning discussion in a what-would-you-do scenario. Students can collaborate together in small groups using breakout rooms, whether it be for planning for a group project, working through a case study or scenario, or brainstorming solutions to a problem to later report out findings with the rest of the class. Instructors can also let students play presenter by asking them to screen share and teach a theory, concept, or process to the rest of the class. These active learning activities challenge students to more deeply analyze, synthesize, and apply core concepts under the guidance of a highly skilled instructor, which in turn may promote more nuanced understanding, growth in learning, and incorporation of more sophisticated thought processes. Ask questions, start the conversation. If you are looking for specific ways of implementing any of the aforementioned ideas, how to translate your face-to-face assignments to the virtual classroom, or design meaningful active learning exercises, please reach out to one of CERT's instructional designers for a consultation. We are more than happy to support your goal of achieving effective, synchronous online teaching in your courses. 
Thank you for listening. For questions or comments, please visit us on the web. Have a great day.